Hello and welcome to Multimedia Missions. This is the Week in Review podcast. It's been a few weeks since we've actually done it. Uh, you know, life gets in the way, gets a little bit busy sometimes, but hey, we are back. So thank you for tuning in and staying with us uh, through these tough times sometimes. Um, but today we actually wanted to start off by talking a little bit about um, evil and a little bit about how it can change our mindset. And so we don't really want to rush through this. We want to take our time and talk through it. Um, I hope it makes sense to all of our, our listeners and our viewers, but uh, we actually want to go ahead and start off. I'm actually joined here with uh, my brother, Jonathan. What's He's up, here. everyone? Well, hello, and thank you so much for having me on again. Uh, I think we were talking about this subject a little bit in detail yesterday, actually, on a drive home from the golf course. It's spring break, so we were treating ourselves to a nice round of golf. And one of the things that we were talking about is just how, although sometimes you can work for the right things and you can hate all the evils of the world, sometimes it can actually take take down your spirits in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. So we always are saying, oh, well, we're against this or that. And especially in a society today where there are so many things that are just unbiblical and ungodly going on, we find ourselves in opposition to these things naturally because that's what we have to do. But sometimes we can use our opposition and, and turn it into a hate where we have no love for ourselves, no love for where we are in life, and no love for the sinners in which we're called to save. And so I'm not sure about you, but that's been something that's been on my mind recently, right? Yeah. A lot of times we get bitter. That's the one way I could describe it. So I, there's actually a verse in Revelations 2, which what an interesting book to actually pull this from. But here we go. And it says, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles, and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake that you have not grown weary, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, where you have fallen, repent, and do the works you did at first. Wow. Yeah, and so that's a lot to break down, but what I, what I get from the verse is don't let your heart get cold and callous. So specifically yesterday, we were talking about abortion being one of those hot topic issues. Absolutely. And for me, that's something that always gets me a little bit flustered because I understand the circumstances sometimes that make people lead themselves to abortion. But most of the time, I, I just don't understand it. They could have the baby and put it up for adoption. Um, and that way, the child could still live their life. Um, but... As we were talking yesterday, I, I noticed myself getting more and more and more angry to the point where sometimes some choice words can slip out when you're talking about these other people who are doing these things. And my brother, thankfully, was there, and he reminded me, he's like, hey, you can't let yourself be too cold and calloused and not understand these other people, and you have to allow yourself to forgive other people. And I think that that is something that we always overlook, especially in this climate that we're in today. Um, I'm just talking politically speaking. Now, we don't talk about politics too much on here. That's but what we've said a few times, but here we are again. <laughs> but here we are. It all leads back to the same road, right? <laughs> but politically, people on the right and people on the left are butting heads all the time and canceling each other 
and saying that they hate each other and they hate what other people stand for. And it got me thinking, how much has the church done this? Because, you know, we do, we're, we're supposed to be about love and forgiveness and we're supposed to be there with open arms for anybody to come as they are. But at the same time, um, how many people have we turned off and pushed away just due to uh, potentially some of our political views? For example, I have a cousin who went to church down in South Florida. And at first, it turned off being, or it started off being a conservative church where, man, you know, this is awesome. We support Donald Trump and we're going to have Mike Pence in and have a, a conversation. And Mike Pence was there which, again, seems kind of like a cheap political move to try to get some votes. But Mike Pence went to their church. And then after all of the stuff happened in, in Minnesota with George Floyd and that, then the church started self-describing themselves as liberals. And they were activists. Activists. And um, they had some of their messages revolving around Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Again, it, it doesn't matter what side of this that you're on. Needless to say, though, when when the church was conservative, there's about 50% of America who would not consider going there. And then now that the church is liberal, there's 50% of America that won't consider going there. And they've lost all credibility. So what side do you stand for, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now my cousin, thankfully, no longer goes there because he realized that it's just a political show and a political game that incorporates God's name. But... It, I'm just thinking about it, right? Well, Why is the church not open for well, everybody? Well, I think it goes back into the verse, right? I know your works, your toil and patient endurance. And then that next line is so important. It says, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and who found them to be false, right? So how do you test an apostle? Well, I think we ultimately use the measuring rod of God's word and what God wants us to do in our lives. And whenever you are going down a hard line of one stance and then immediately flipping to another, that is not biblically accurate, right? The Bible also says that a house that is going to stand is one that's built on a solid foundation. Guess what? Solid foundations don't move, do they? No. no. So I think a lot of times we constantly look at, okay, why are these things happening? Or what can we do to improve? Or what does God want us to do? And we come up with our own solutions instead of looking at that firm foundation in the Bible. And this is another thing that I will say. This doesn't mean that we just sit around idly and say, well, abortion's a thing. Well, that, we're done. No, we're supposed to go march for life. We're supposed to stand up for what's right. I will stand here and defend the, the right to choose never in my life, right? I will always choose the right to life. And I will defend that until I die. Because that's what we believe is biblically true. There is a right to life. We are all endowed by the creator and made in his image. And we should love that and cherish that. But, and we and we should raise, we should raise that, right? We should raise that issue and bring it to the public and tell people why we believe we are right. And we ultimately know we are. But we need to rest in that then, right? We need to work hard. But then after that, plant the seed and let God do the rest, right? So I think that that is one thing that we need to improve on is not being so bitter, right? Again, no one wants to, I mean, everyone wants to join forces with someone. And what happens if you see someone who's politically exactly ideal with you, but then you go through their personal life and they're just a bitter, 
salty old man or woman, right? Or whatever. That is a big turnoff in itself. Well, and, and just to continue on the abortion issue, right? Uh, I, I don't want to talk about it too much at length, but I actually went and saw a movie not too long ago. I forget what it's called. Uh, mm-hmm something about life yeah i don't know but it ended up being a story about this woman's life and her interactions with the abortion industry and what ultimately turned her to her faith in god um and it it was interesting because uh she described you know having her first abortion in college and when she went to the the area the planned parenthood area um, when she got out of her car, instead of there being someone there that is like, oh, you know, God loves you. God loves your child. Don't do this sort of thing. That was like, you know what? You're a murderer. You're going to die. You're going to hell. Mm-hmm. And she said that pushed her even more to go through those doors. Then after college, because of that experience, that emboldened her to go continue working her career inside of Planned Parenthood. And in the movie, uh, because of that interaction with a negative Christian who maybe said things out of place and out of turn, she was like, yeah, you know what? We hate these people. We're going to go in and we're going to perform all the abortions we can in opposition of Christians. Mm -hmm. Now, in the meantime, she ended up having another abortion, believe it or not. Yeah. (laughs) And then finally, when she she actually worked at Planned Parenthood, and when she saw an abortion procedure taking place, that's when she decided that, oh, wow, this is wrong. I was wrong the whole time. I was fed lies that this is just a fetus. It's not alive. It's not a baby. And I guess my, my point is, if somebody would have been there at the very first instant when she was walking into the clinic and said, God loves you, maybe things would have turned out different. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying things with love, the love that we originally had that you alluded to in that verse, it becomes bitterness and, and hateful. And that doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't do the other side any good. And it doesn't do ourselves good because it ultimately calluses our heart and it hurts our Christian faith because we're not forgiving people like Jesus did. Absolutely. And what an interesting thing, right? In the book of Revelation, where so many things are set to go wrong before they go right, that goes to show that really things will go wrong when we don't bring the love. We need to love and still stand for what God has in his principles. We need to love the laws that he's given us, but we also need to love the trespasser of those laws. So I absolutely agree with you, Blake. And I think that that's something that we need to look at is getting back on a path of being able to spread love and unity under Christ. And again, one last time I'll say it again, we need to stand up for what's right. It says that we are patiently enduring. We need to patiently endure, but we can't become so bitter where we want to um, almost send people into damnation instead of simply providing support and love that Christ will ultimately come through. We need to plant the seed with love. Agree. We have to show forgiveness. We have to be representatives for Christ. Jesus, when he was dealing with the adulterer, he didn't pick up the first stone and stone her. He picked up the first stone and probably threw it away somewhere. And the Bible actually tells us that he wrote words in the sand with his finger. We don't know what it said, but I can guarantee you that it said something about forgiveness. I can promise you that it told you something about love. And love is how 
you can overcome the hate of the people that was shown to, towards the woman. And also, at the same time, love is what ultimately helped connect Jesus to a broken sinner in that situation. And that's what's going to continue on for the rest of time until Jesus comes and takes us and and uh, restores his kingdom and reigns for a thousand years. Until that happens, we need to make sure that we are trying to spread our love, not our ideology, spread our love. Let God, or, or you know, we have to plant the seed in a mustard seed. We have to plant that seed, but we have to make sure that we let God grow it. It's not always up to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will say one last thing, Blake. Whenever we look at God and all of his power and all of these things, the one last thing we need to understand is this that we ultimately do not get to judge who gets to go to heaven, who gets to go to hell and all these places, right? That is up to God and his almighty power where he decides that. So, and one last thing, don't look at the speck in your brother's eye when you have a log in your own. A lot of people come from a place of hypocrisy and that is just an, a, a pure place of hate as well. Exactly. And like you said, the only thing that determines where we spend our eternity in heaven or in hell, is whether you have faith in Jesus Christ. So if you don't, um, you know, you can say a prayer and ask God for forgiveness, ask him to come into your heart and into your life, to change your life and to take control. And if you pledge yourself to follow him for the rest of your days, he will be faithful to forgive you. So if you don't know Jesus, but you're asking for him to come into your heart, I pray that you would do it right now. If not, if you are a Christian, I really hope that you take this message to your heart and start applying it to your life. I know that I have struggled with this because I am a little bit of a hothead at some times, but it is important to go out there with love. Now, I'm not saying tolerance. Tolerance is a different thing, but go out there with love. So thank you so much for tuning in to Multimedia Missions. This is our week in review. Uh, we will be back next week. We're going to start doing this more uh, more often. Um, sorry for the break in between, like I said, but we are excited for the future here at Multimedia Missions. So don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter and to, uh, I guess, favorite us on your Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. So thank you so much and have an excellent day.